Blog Talk Radio. Let's get lost in a better place. Pick up a bird, travel through time and space. So much to learn, so much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind and your heart. For a fresh new start And Jay Netflix will bring you there So let's talk about it When life and on the Good morning everyone, this is Fran Lewis, this is MJ Network, MJ Mary with my sister Marsha Joyce, and this is going to be so cool. We have the author of one of my favorite books for this year, Treachery Times 2, Robert McCoy is here, and he's going to tell you more about it, an earthquake caused by a volcanic eruption. Could you imagine? It disrupts the cemeteries, unearthing the body of a woman. Ooh. Chief Detective Cohen wants to know who this victim is. Defying the police chief, that's what makes you so cool. He goes after the killer only to become entangled in an FBI espionage investigation of the most powerful military weapon. And that's all I'm going to tell you. You're going to have to listen. So good morning and welcome to MJ Network. I am so excited. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and to tell you about uh, the Kane Mystery Series and uh, Treachery Times 2 is the latest book in that series. So give everybody a short summary and tell us about how he earned his position. I love this character. He's so cool. Well, uh, the, the, book, the book is set in the big island of Hawaii, and, and Hawaii itself is a, is a character in the story. Uh, and the, the, lead, the, the lead character is uh, uh, of, of Hawaiian ancestry. Uh, he speaks the language, which is uh, quite beautiful. Uh, and... Uh, uh, as he uh, grew up on the island, um, his, his family in ancient times was, was well known, but uh, in later times fell on hard times, and his father was a lowly sugar worker. Um, but that was a period in which the sugar workers were trying to unionize, and he became um, at odds with uh, the uh, guy who ran the sugar mill, a, a fellow named Hazard. Uh, and... Uh, 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 suddenly, uh, one day, Koa's father wound up crushed in a, and killed in a, in a uh, cane crushing machine. And Koa learned that uh, that might not have been an accident, but it might have been the result of this guy Hazard um, and his animus toward Koa's father. Uh, and uh, so, uh, as a pretty reckless teenager, um, uh, Koa followed this man to his very remote uh, cabins where he uh, liked to like to hang out and and and, and hunt and fish, and uh, while they are there, the two of them get into a fight, and Koa accidentally kills this man. Um, in the course of this fight, uh, he's actually defending himself uh, when uh, when uh, when he strikes the other man with a, a poker, and uh, uh, the man dies. And Koa decides um, because he knows he's going to go to jail if uh, if this comes out. He decides to camouflage the um, or hide the de- death as a suicide, uh, and it's in this very remote cabin. It's a long time before the man's body's discovered, and Cullet gets away with it. He then feels great remorse and uh, goes into the military. He ultimately comes back and becomes a detective in the Hawaii police force, and so he's a very unique um, policeman because uh, on the one hand, he has this overpowering guilt which motivates him to investigate crimes and help victims. And at the same time, he has, uh, because of his own crime, this uh, uh, insight into criminal behavior. So it makes him a really a special and unique investigator. Uh, uh, and uh, part of the story of Treachery Times 2 is that the hazard's grandson, comes back to the island or comes mm. to the island and is, uh, starts an investigation into the death of his grandfather. And this investigation gets closer and closer and closer 
and closer to finding the truth about uh, what happened. And and Koa is you know uh, he's at risk of losing of losing his position, his reputation, his livelihood, um, and his the one love in his life, who, who um, uh, Nalani, with whom he uh, whom he lives uh, and uh, whom he cherishes. Uh, and so you see the tension, as on the one hand he wants to continue mm. to cover up the crime. And on the other side, um, he doesn't want to to, uh, to to lie about it, and he certainly doesn't want anyone else to be charged with the crime. And uh, uh, ultimately, it turns out someone else is charged with the crime, and that makes the tension uh, in Koa's life even even more uh, even more strong. So uh, uh, that's know. one side of the story, and the other side of the story is uh, most people don't know that. Um, Pohakaloa, which is a military training area, is the largest U.S. military installation in the Pacific, mm. and it's located on, on, on the Big Island. Uh, it's a really fascinating place located between Mauna Kea on the north and Mauna Loa on the south, uh, and they're testing this, um, this new superweapon there, uh, and they discover that it's been sabotaged and the FBI comes in and the Justice Department comes in to conduct an investigation. Koa winds up helping them, but he slowly discovers that the FBI and the Justice Department have a kind of secret agenda that he's not, he's not been clued into, and so that makes for a good deal of tension in that part of the story. And I'm not going to give away the end, but ultimately there might no. <laughs> possibly be a connection, a connection between these two stories, and uh, that's uh, that, that's where the book uh, uh, gets interesting. It was interesting the minute I opened the page, the first page, and th- this was this was really. I mean, I have the book in front of me. As a matter of fact, they were so nice. They sent me two. They sent me a white cover and and a, and a, and a paperback. The whole I feel spoiled. But, this is great, and I have yeah. I'm looking at the the first yeah, the first page, and it's um. It talks about the volcanic observatory and the volcano. So how did you create this earthquake and volcanic eruption in the cemetery, which made me not want to ever go to the to any cemetery at all? And how do you create this scene so that it happens, you know, as a result of um, volcanoes in Hawaii. They must have a lot of that eruptions. Well, you know, Kilauea is the most active volcano in the uh, in, uh, United States. Uh, and in May of uh, 2018, it, uh, it uh, went wild. Um, and uh, a lot of lava drained out of the main cauldron um, uh, it went down what they call down rift down the uh, uh, island uh, but in that process there were literally tens of thousands of earthquakes uh, and uh, the the earthquakes were so common that people who live in the little village near the volcano a place actually called the volcano would check their utility con- connections every morning because the, the earthquakes were common enough and they would disrupt mm-hmm. the water connection or the power connection or the gas connection. And people were, uh, were very, very concerned. Some people moved out of the community. Is it? And there are um, graveyards, um, um, you know, small family graveyards spread in many places throughout the islands. And um, uh, I, I thought, well, gee, if, if the killers here of this, of this victim uh, wanted a good mm. place to hide a body. Why not hide it in a cemetery? Um, uh, I mean, no, nobody's going to go looking there. Uh, and then mm. suddenly this earthquake comes comes along and disrupts their uh, their uh, plan. And that's how the that's how the whole story starts. But there's a little wrinkle to that because when Koa and his team find the body, the fingers have been removed so that. Uh, the identity of the of the person is very hard for them to determine, mm. and there's the whole part of the story. The whole part of the story that uh, goes to their discovery of who this victim really is. 
So how does he go about it? And tell us who suggested that he goes to this character I really like, was Professor Diaz, and why? How does he go to him, and how is he going to help him to identify who this is? Well, if you if you um, if you've read the other books in the series, and there this is Treachery Times Two is the is the fourth book. There's Death of a Messenger. There's Off the Grid. There's Fire and Vengeance, and then um, uh, Treachery Times Two. And in the earlier books, one of the characters is a, a Japanese, um, uh, an elderly Japanese doctor, who is actually the medical examiner or coroner for the island of Hawaii. And he's a very difficult, um, uh, reasonably incompetent person. He happens to be off-island at the time of the discovery of this body. And so one of Koa's uh, crime team assistants is actually studying at the University of Hawaii in uh, Hilo and uh, is taking a uh, forensics course. And she suggests that uh, uh, her professor could... uh, could uh, be very helpful in helping to determine the cause of death and the uh, and the uh, um, identity of this person. Uh, so Diaz comes uh, to the crime crime scene, and in the course of that, suggests that they try facial recognition, um, uh, and uh, they do it against driver's licenses, and uh, they then discover that uh, there are a few matches, and they try to run down those matches. And uh, in the course of that, you see some uh, 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 stories of additional authentic action. Uh, uh, Again, Hawaii is a character in this book. It interacts with the people. Um, And it's a a fascinating place. I mean, it's an extraordinarily diverse and complex place geographically, uh, geologically, ethnically, Mm. politically. Uh, and it shares a really tortured political history with the United States. I mean, we expropriated the island. We took away its, its legitimate mm. government, a government that had been recognized for 100 years by other governments um, and uh, largely for commercial exploitation. Uh, and then we outlawed the speaking of the Hawaiian language in government and in schools uh, many uh, Hawaiian arts and cultural practices were suppressed, uh, and it's only now that some of that uh, uh, original uh, native culture is really coming back uh, uh, through the arts and through language uh, and actually through exploration. Um, they've recreated some of the old double-hulled canoes and sailed them around the world. That's a, that's amazing. I wonder though if they had the had a choice, would the Hawaiians want to actually be part of a, part of the United States, or would they rather be by themselves? Well, you know, it's it's interesting because if you really think about the alternatives of history, um, it's likely that had we not um, uh, uh, taken over the Hawaiian Islands, that the Japanese would have, uh, particularly during World War II, uh, and so. Um, uh, there today on the island is a sovereignty movement. Um, I, I think it's not um, certainly not in the political ascendancy, but it's an important group on the islands, and uh, you meet some sovereignty characters in uh, Treachery Times too. Um, um, and uh, uh, some of them, I think, would like to see Hawaii as an independent country. Uh, on the other hand, I think there are many, many benefits that come to Hawaii from being part of the United States. And my guess, if you put the whole thing to a referendum, you would find that the overwhelming majority of the population would uh, continue to want to be part of the United States. Mm. So how does he plan to deal with Bobby Hazard, and how do they finally find out who this is? Um, Well, um, uh, they... uh, uh, Koa, uh, throughout this, uh, is forced essentially by the police department uh, to help um, uh, Hazard's grandson in the search for his uh, tr- the truth about his uh, grandfather's death because Hazard comes with a uh, letter of introduction 
from a senior senator from Hawaii. So he's not somebody to just be shuffled off and ignored. And so Koa is put in this strange position of um, um, kind of investigating his own crime um, at the in instance of this uh, young um, descendant of the man that he, he killed. And um, the, the, the tension there uh, is, uh, is, 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 is quite, for example, uh, the, the, the uh, grandson wants to go back to the cabin and see where his grandfather died. And so it's very remote. It takes about 10 hours of, of uh, trekking to get there. And uh, the chief asks Koa to take, take, him, to take him there. So Koa leads the grandson back to the place where um, his grandfather was killed. Uh, and you see a whole, uh, you see a whole, uh, uh, that whole unfold, both both in terms of the trip, which is interesting in and of itself, and the mm. reaction uh, of Koa when he returns to this place that had such an important part of his of his teenage years. So tell us about this weapon, this demos, and related. What is it? What does it do? And how is it hacked? And how come Koa was invited to this meeting? How did that help? Well, um, it, it, it turns out um, that the uh, woman who died is um, is uh, connected to the uh, the sort of secret company that is helping the government to uh, develop this weapon that is uses uh, some kind of. Uh, of uh, laser or other rays to immobilize its um, uh, opposition. Uh, but it's been hacked in such a way that uh, another country could control it. And uh, so they're desperate to figure out uh, how it was hacked and to uh, catch the people who uh, are um, associated with this hack. And that's where the FBI and the Justice Department come in. And because COA is investigating the death of this person who's associated with the he get uh, associated with the company. He gets brought in to the uh, investigation, um, but they they don't tell him what's really going on in the investigation until very late in the in the book, and that's uh, that's again part of the the, the tension in the story um, because I think it is it is tension that brings out character. And brings out the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the justifications that people use to um, uh, convince themselves um, to uh, move in one direction or another. Uh, the tension between right and wrong, the tension between truth and, and, and lies, all of those things play off um, in this investigation. God, so why add Marino to his team, and who is Marino? Why does he not want to do this mission? I got the feeling he didn't want any part of it. Ah, uh, well, Marino's an FBI agent, and uh, yeah, while it's probably not quite as true as it is in stories that there's this tension between the police and the and the uh, uh, and and the FBI. Uh, Marino is is uh, he doesn't want Koa involved. He thinks that Koa is uh, uh, gonna. Uh, not be faithful to uh, uh, the investigation, and so uh, um, uh, he, at every turn, wants to exclude Koa from the investigation. But his bosses um, at the Justice Department, because um, the FBI is part of the Justice Department, um, uh, insist that uh, Koa and uh, the local prosecutor. Um, uh, Zeke Brown, who's another one of my favorite mm. characters, uh, in, insists that they get involved because they are the people doing the investigation of the murder. Wow. So tell us more about who this person is and what do they find, find uncover about her financial status? This was interesting. It wasn't just like a cut and dry murder. Well, she uh, she's um, originally when they they identify her and they go to this company uh, that they are told that she resigned 
and mm. was planning on returning to the United States or to the mainland. Uh, and uh, they also are told that she's a secretary. Uh, and then they get her bank account and they find out that she's not paid like a secretary, but she's paid like a fairly senior um, uh, uh, systems analyst or a computer uh, systems developer. Um, and uh, uh, that's one of the things that leads them into this, uh, this uh, crime. Um, uh, and uh, there's a whole story there in terms of the... Uh, of, of who she is and uh, uh, why she was killed uh, and uh, uh, whether or not the FBI and Justice Department investigation might have had something to do with her death. So, uh, uh, oh, that's, wow. That's, an, that's, another, that's another mystery that's, uh, that's uh, buried in the, in, the, uh, in the story here. Now, this gets, gets even more in t- detailed here. Tell us about her car, who sold it, and why Snelling does not appear to be honest. Why is he keeping information back? Well, um, uh, you, one of the things that you want to do in any mystery is you want to have more than one possible uh, perpetrator. Mm. Uh, and uh, uh, as Koa gets into this company, he, he meets um, different people. He meets... Uh, uh, the the, uh, the manager and he meets the, the head of security and he's trying to figure out um, who's uh, who's being straight with him and who's not uh, and uh, uh, that's uh, uh, that, that's where uh, Mr. Schnelling comes in um, and uh, mm. um, uh, there's a there's a you know each one of these people is is, is a character and I've I've practiced law for a very long time I did a lot of research in Hawaii. And um, mm. I, uh, uh, I've met a lot of, of interesting people, and I borrow pe- parts, parts of people uh, and assemble them into a character. So um, um, in some of the books, for example, there's a seven-foot-tall Hawaiian fisherman. Uh, he's actually a real person. I mean, I changed the oh, name, wow. changed the description a little bit, but I actually met somebody like that. Um, and um, uh, in, my, in the course of my legal practice, I met lots of interesting characters, and I've kind of borrowed a piece of, uh, uh, borrowed a piece of a prosecutor here and a piece of a defense lawyer there and uh, somebody who had a kind of odd uh, uh, gait or an odd set of expressions, and I put them in as a, as a, as a character so that... Uh, I think your characters are more real that way because they they uh, they actually do involve parts of real people. That that makes it even more realistic. So as it, the team gets a search warrant, right, and Wingate Snelling has his gun out and things get kind of tense. So how did they execute the warrant to get it to work? Because they weren't going to let him get it to work. Well, you know, it's it's a, it's a problem when the police have a, um, a reason to search um, a um, secret military facility. Uh, there's always a question about how do you protect the, the, the government secrecy. Uh, and uh, uh, what, we, what, what works out in this book is that um, this contractor, it's a government contractor, has a government contracting officer. And he's the person who tells the company um, uh, what it can do and what it can't do. And they enlist the, uh, the uh, contracting officer to um, uh, in- tell the, uh, the contractor to let the police conduct the search. Uh, and um, that, uh, that's ultimately how it gets resolved. Uh, um, it, there's, there's a little bit of, of tension along the way as uh, the uh, executives mm. try, at least initially, to resist the search. Wow, that's, that's amazing. So, what's my next question right in front of me? Okay, we begin to learn more about Marino, his backstory, but when Peaky True, you delve into Chaos Partners' life, what did you create her past? How did you create her past? Um, actually, um, you're talking about um, Makanui, um, who is uh, Koa's uh, a part, par, a partner. 
Um, and she arrives um, uh, mm. on the scene in um, fire in fire and vengeance. And uh, her backstory um, is that she was a, a police officer with the uh, Honolulu police, not the not the Hilo police, where her uh, colleagues. And uh, mm. uh, her par- her parents were kidnapped by Philippine um, uh, terrorists uh, by the Abu Sayyaf group. Uh, which is a real terrorist group, and they have really kidnapped sailors in the, in, in and around the Philippines. And uh, uh, her parents are kidnapped. Uh, she uh, ransoms them, um, uh, and mm. then goes after the kid, goes after the kidnappers. Uh, and uh, 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 she is uh, like Koa, uh, just strongly motivated to. Uh, uh, go after uh, the people who create the victims of crimes, uh, and uh, so the two of them are almost like soulmates. Um, and uh, 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 Makanui is uh, 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 one of Koa's uh, uh, best um, um, uh, colleagues, both in uh, in this case and uh, in the uh, earlier in the earlier uh, book, Fire and Vengeance. So before I forget, we tell us more about this grandson that came back, that wanted to get him for the for the other for the other part of the other part of the plot. Yeah, uh, this is Anthony Hazard's grandson. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, he comes back, um, and he has been uh, kind of um, uh, uh, pushed a little bit by um, uh, the senator uh, to. In, uh, mm-hmm. And investigate, and it's it's interesting because um, one of the one of the dynamics here is that you know Koa committed this um, uh, a crime, he covered it up. Years go by, he thinks that he knows everything that about what happened, and then mm. the, this grandson comes along, and he has letters from his grandfather which, of course, Cohen never knew about. And he mm. brings in a whole family story about his grandfather and how his grandfather used to come back to New York, used to take his, uh, his grandchildren to the theater, uh, how he was a, a, a beloved figure. And all of this is news to Koa, who never saw Anthony Hazard in that capacity, uh, never imagined that there would be letters, uh, and uh, so that uh, weighs on Koa's conscience for uh, this uh, uh, 30-year-old crime. Um, it's, a, it's a kind of fun, fun way to play with the facts because you get mm. to introduce facts that Koa never, never even imagined. So how come they, they arrest somebody? Who did they arrest? And we know we're not sure who did it. So how do they how do they get this other guy to, to get arrested for something that we know we didn't commit, which is really scary. Uh, well, um, uh, as as uh, Hazard's uh, grandson uh, uh, gets into yeah. the police files and uh, begins to uh, pursue this um, 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 effort to find out he discovers that there was a lone fingerprint in the cabin uh, mm. and uh, that was a fingerprint that was never identified. And he ultimately insists that this fingerprint be put through the FBI's um, fingerprint um, um, uh, system, uh, which, is to, which is, of course, 30 years later, much, much more sophisticated. And lo and behold, it turns up to be a um, guy who might well have killed Anthony Hazard and who, in fact, had a dispute with Anthony Hazard. And so um, uh, there is this risk that uh, somebody who uh, Cohen knows did not commit the crime is uh, um, uh, likely to be prosecuted. And uh, we get to see what Cohen does in that circumstance where he's faced with the possibility that a man he knows is innocent is going to be charged and convicted for the crime that he committed. I know, and it gets interesting at the end, but I'm not going to tell you what that means. It gets really interesting at the end. 
how he pieces it all together. So the the hardest part sometimes writing. I mean, I write scary, but not any close to the to this at all. How do you create the victim's profile? How do you create this poor person that's going to die? And how do you figure out how you're going to kill them? Because that's hard. Well, um, you. I usually my my usual starting point when I write is that I know how I'm going to start the book. So I mm-hmm. I, I I had this I had this vision of the earthquake uh, around a volcano, which were real, and I knew that there were graveyards around, and I needed a place to hide a body. So um, mm-hmm. uh, that scene, that scene, I I, uh, uh, I I saw in my head even before I started writing. I also knew where I wanted it to end, um, um, mm-hmm. uh, but there's an awful lot in the middle that I I develop as I'm writing the book, um, and uh, it's a for me it's an iterative process. I I, I will write maybe three or four chapters. And then I'll, uh, as I get further into the book, I'll realize that I need to go back and modify those chapters to mm. set up the, the the parameters for something that I know is going to happen later in the book. And um, uh, that iterative process, um, you know, I do it multiple times. I mean, some of these some of these mm. books go through uh, 20, 20 drafts, twenty five drafts. Um, and as I uh, as I write and rewrite, um, I bring the story together in a way that isn't there the, in the first draft. I could not do that. I'm terrible. I just sit down and write it, and I give it to my editor, and I say, "Pray that you fix it." I really should. I mean, I read it over, but I'm going like, "Oh, that sounds wonderful," but it really isn't, because I write from the point of view of the dead person behind the gravestone. And the last book I wrote. Population zero was a world without people. It was much easier than characters. But this is it's interesting. I'm serious. It's, it's a dark world of, of ice and cold and no sun and stuff. And I invite a dead person to come back and experience my world, hoping that after they experience it, people will be more kind and understanding than this one. They didn't quite get it. What can I say? So tell us about the other character that I like, Zeke. Tell us about Zeke and Cohen, how they work together. Well, Zeke, you know, I, I told you that um, I, I borrow uh, ca- uh, characteristics from people that I, I know. I worked a, l- a lot as a lawyer with various prosecutors in one way or another. Um, and Zeke is kind of an amalgam of, of different um, prosecutors that I've met. But Zeke has the tools that I've seen prosecutors use over and over again in terms of uh, how they deal with, uh, with legal cases, uh, how they uh, uh, work with the, either the FBI or the, or the police. Uh, and um, uh, I gave Zeke a, a, a kind of, a, of a very strong base because Zeke is, Zeke is a, it's an elected position in Hawaii, the county county uh, attorney or county prosecutor, and Zeke has been elected six times, and Zeke has prosecuted mayors, and he's prosecuted other um, uh, wealthy or, or uh, uh, upper-class uh, people. Uh, Zeke has a long-standing family uh, relationship with, uh, with uh, Hawaii, and so Zeke is a very powerful character. Uh, and he becomes sort of Koa's advisor on lots of issues involving um, uh, uh, criminal investigations. He's, of course, the person who gets search warrants for uh, Koa. Uh, he, when, uh, when they need to uh, get some relief of some kind from a judge, he's the one who makes the, the presentation. And the two of them, through the, 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 the series of books, have become very fast friends. Uh, and uh, so they work really well and closely together, and look out for each other. Uh, and one of the one of the tensions that you see in Treachery Times too is that if Anthony Hazard's grandson is successful in showing that Koa committed a crime, Zeke doesn't know that, 
and uh, of course this this friendship would break up over that mm. um, uh, and so that's uh, that's one of the things that's very much on Koa's mind as he's mm. um, uh, I- engaging in 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 this uh, uh, effort to uh, to uh, both help and hinder uh, mm. Bobby, that's the grandson's investigation of his grandfather's death, uh, mm. and uh, Zeke is the person who ultimately winds up uh, having to uh, prosecute the person who uh, didn't commit the crime, the innocent person, and so all of that just plays into this uh, relationship between these two people who are very close to each other, but one of whom has a terrible secret he's never shared with the other. Well, before I forget, Monday should be extremely interesting. I'm braving this one, people. Former FBI agent Michael Tabman, and guess who, me, we're going to tackle what's been happening in the news. We're going to talk about gun regulations, gun control, whether people really need them, how they're going to fix that. And the subject, of course, as an educator that bothers me the most is school safety and creating safety plans. So that should be interesting Monday at 10. On the 22nd, the author that wrote a book about duck hunting should be interesting too. On the 23rd, the author of The Handler, that's really good. The 27th, none other than Tess Gerritsen, Listen to Me. On the 29th, Cindy McDonald. And on the 30th, Robert Bates, Murder is Not a Girl's Best Friend. And then Friends taken off the month of July, and I start back August 2nd. And I'm going to give myself a vacation for the first time in a long time. So, question is, how did Koa and Zeke piece it together, but why do we get the feeling that the feds don't want them to find it? They put obstacles in their way, and I wonder at one point who's corrupt and who's not. Well, that's that's a, a, a big part of a big part of the story here mm. because it yeah. turns out that the Justice Department has a uh, a uh, an objective that they've never shared with uh, with, with Koa until very late in the mm-hmm. story, uh, and Koa continually has this feeling that uh, they're holding back on him, uh, they're uh, uh, not telling him something very important, and in fact that turns out to be the case. Uh, and Moreno is uh, is very much a part of that because he does not want Koa. He's afraid if they tell Koa what they're really after. Um, they uh, that uh, uh, they might not they it might impair their objective. So uh, that's a big part of the story. Well, we're not going to give away the story because everybody's going to have to read this because you won't put it down once you start. You know, and the scenery and everything and the descriptions, I felt like I was there. But when the volcano happened, I got really upset. I go like, oh my God, this feels feels like it's exploding for real. Because so many people write these scenes, and then I go, oh, that's nice, so what? And you can't, you can't picture it in your mind, but you can picture this. So, uh, who oh, yeah, is it, it, Go on. I was going to say that the Kilauea is a fascinating place, and every time I go back to Hawaii, mm-hmm. uh, many times when I was living there, uh, we would go to Hawaii Volcanoes National Park because it's a it's a absolutely fascinating place and it's different every time you go. So if you go to Hawaii, which I recommend, mm. um, don't miss, don't miss Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. I think my sister was there a long time ago, a million years ago, and she said it was beautiful. And um, I think you know, my nephew wants to go, but right now he's in Israel enjoying himself, which is great. It's nice to be able to see the world and learn learn about different places. So, who who is Kai's childhood friend, and how does it lead back to his murders case? Who is his childhood friend? Uh, well, he's he's got a uh, a dear friend um, who um, um, uh, actually uh, might have suspected um, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, Koa had something to do with Hazard's death, and uh, um, who becomes very jealous of, of Koa because Koa is so so successful, not just in um, uh, the police department and in his investigations, mm. but he's uh, formed a relationship with Milani, 
who is uh, yeah. uh, uh, be- beautiful and uh, um, a, uh, uh, a very interesting Hawaiian person in her own right. Uh, and some of her backstory is told in the earlier books. Um, but uh, she and Koa have become very, very close and live together in a small um, uh, uh, cabin kind of apartment or uh, cabin kind of place in, in Volcano. Uh, and uh, she, is his, she is his real soulmate. And uh, uh, you see a lot of Milani in the, in the, in the books. Um, uh, and once again, she's a kind of composite character of other people that I've, I've met. No, I really like her. She's got to be more and more in it. She's going to give us some more, 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 more room here, people. So, when the people are so connected and so powerful, how do they? How will they serve time? In the end, I mean, do they serve time? The people are so these senators or these people that commit crimes that have a lot of money and have a lot of power. Do they actually serve time, or do they actually get away with it? Well, um, uh, in 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 Koa's world, they they uh, he is is fond of saying that the elite and the wealthy commit just as many crimes as uh, people uh, uh, in in uh, uh, lower social positions, and he is uh, determined to pursue um, uh, mm. criminals wherever they are. Again, this is a theme you see in in uh, 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 other uh, of the Koa series books. Uh, and uh, uh, yes, they serve time. So who is? I have to pronounce his name the right way. K e a h i. Who is Kei? Where, where does he come into this? Well, he's he's Koa's he's Koa's uh, long-term friend, and That's right, um, yeah. um, uh, who, who becomes who becomes very uh, jealous ultimately of, of Koa. And uh, uh, is a uh, is an important player, an important player in the in the story, um, but not um, not one of the people that um, is in the, the at the center of the demos um, mm. um, uh, uh, sabotage. Um, uh, and it doesn't appear at the, at the beginning of the story to have any connection to it. So what happens? Is he ever going to not have to worry about this other murder, the one of his father? I mean, and, and this other guy well, that he really didn't kill but was an accident? Is he, This is not going to come back and arrest this guy because he can't get rid of him. Well, um, it's, it, 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 you, don't, you don't know the answer to that question in the, in, I know. In, in the book. And, uh, and uh, it's, it's actually that's, that's very deliberate because... Um, Everybody, I believe, I believe everybody has something in their past that they would rather keep secret. Uh, and um, it can be a small thing. It could be something that other people would uh, not regard as very significant. Or it can be terribly significant, like it is in Koa's life. But mm. I think it adds, to the, it adds to the dimension of a character to, for them to have secrets because I think all, we all have secrets of one kind or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, uh, my father um, used to tell me, he said, you know, if you go to a cocktail party and you make some really stupid remark and mm-hmm. you then spend the rest of the evening kicking yourself for having made this stupid remark, and you, uh-huh. you, know, you say, how could I, how could I, how could I have been so dumb? And what do people think of me because I did that stupid thing? And then you realize you're the only person in the room who remembers it. <laughs> you're the only person in the room who, for whom it was a big deal. Somebody else, okay, he made a stupid remark. Go on, move, move on. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, that's part. That's part of what makes people human, is that they um, they take their experiences, some of them, and they blow them up out of out of proportion, or maybe this experience is so important mm-hmm. that it's not. It's, and that's that's really why uh, that's why this this uh, this uh, crime in Koa's past is so important, not only to um, his work as a policeman, but to who he is as a person. And you see this really brought home um, in the in the 
investigation of the death because it comes back to the surface and, and it may be exposed. And if it's exposed, it's going to ruin his life if he knows it. Um, so it gives, it gives dimension to his character. That's, that's really uh, uh, my goal there. It does, and wait till they find out the end and the truth, so they won't believe it. That's all I'm going to say about that. I was like, oh, my God, that was really different. So how, do, how does he deal with the chief? Because he likes to do it his own way. He's my kind of person. I just like to do things my own way, too. And sometimes you sort of, like, get in trouble, but so what? So how does he deal with well, that? The, the police, the police chief on the island is um, um, a, largely a political creature, uh, yeah. and that's the, that, I've created that deliberately. And so he tries, he tries to protect the uh, the, the the wealthy and uh, the uh, politically mm-hmm. elite. And Koa wa- wants none of it. Uh, and that's one of the. There's a triangle here. You've got the the, the chief of police who's very political, and you've got Zeke who's a, a very much a, 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 a prosecutor and, and, a, and a really good lawyer. And you've got Koa in the middle. And so when, uh, when uh, the chief gets uh, too hard on Koa, um, uh, Koa and Zeke um, uh, conspire to figure out a way around the chief. Uh, and that little triangle is, uh, is, is one I have played with in several of the books. Well, I just hope that Zeke never has to prosecute Koa, because that would be terrible. That would not be good at all. Well, <laughs> Koa certainly wouldn't like that. So t- is he going to ever move up in position? Is he going to ever, like, take over as chief or get a higher position in the police department? Or is it strictly political, um, well, everything there? You do, you, I mean, he, he could, um, um, but you... You you don't know that, and um, uh, you will have to read mm-hmm. more books to find out what happens to Koa in the future. Because I haven't uh. actually completely decided. Well, actually, I'm going to email Faith to make sure I get this before it comes out. It's 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 bad. I mean, I had a whole bunch of books. Well, I read them anyway because I read them very fast. And then, of course, I got yours, and then I got Dick Belsky, and then I get... Um, David Putnam and a whole bunch more and I'm like, they're not doing out well, what the heck, I'm going to read them anyway I just read them when I want to and I have a whole table inside and I just pulled three more inside so well, these people could wait just because their books are coming out in August I'm going to read these Ocean View Publishing keeps me more interested so, what's next for our guy, for Koa? When, where do you see him well, next? There's a, then? There's, a, there's a fifth Koa book that Ocean View has agreed to uh, publish, and it will be published in uh, June of uh, 2023. Um, I actually have the galleys that I'm working on right now. And, uh, oh, nice. Uh, that, will, that will be the next chapter in, uh, in, in uh, Koa Kane's life. Um, um, I'm told by people who have read the book that um, it, uh, it's exciting, and uh, it, um, it, it uh, lives well with the uh, previous four books. Well, I'm going to definitely ask for a copy the 20th of June next year. Well, I'll be here. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but, yeah, this, the, the books, I mean, I, the first one that they said, I was like, okay. And I just sat down and read it. And then Treachery Times 2 was, like, on the side. And I'm going, wait a minute, I read the first one, I'm going to read this one now, and then I couldn't put it down. And I posted uh, the review on Amazon with five stars, and I posted the review on my site, but I'm going to repost it on Facebook today so everybody can read it, my my, my review. And the, the funny part is the minute I posted the review, everybody read it. People are reading them all of a sudden, which which makes me feel so much better. So if Cole well, could describe think- himself, yeah, I mean, really, <laughs> it, it's it's been like snowballed all of a sudden. I think because of this horrific pandemic that doesn't want to leave the world. I don't know why it needs to be here, but um, it makes it kind of hard sometimes to do all these book signings and stuff. And I'm noticing that uh, they did Thriller Fest, and I was invited to Thriller Fest, but I was afraid to go because of this virus. Even though I'm vaccinated, there are people there that are not. 
And I just hope that no one that went there, hundreds of people went there into the Sheridan and hope they didn't get sick. That's what bothers me. And, you know, you just never know where it's going to hit. So I try not to go near to too many people. So where can everybody find out about you and more about your work? Uh, I have a website. It's www.robertbmccaw.com. And uh, there's lots of material on there. I've done some pieces, uh, separate pieces on Hawaii that are posted there. There, there are uh, hundreds of reviews of, uh, of, of the books, of uh, uh, all, all four of the books. Um, you can buy it through the website, or you can buy it on Amazon or other places where uh, um, uh, books are sold. These, these books are so fantastic. You know, the kids don't know enough about Hawaii. As an educator, I know. And because of this pandemic, they're not, the, the schools are not doing exactly what they're supposed to do. And knowing that my nieces are in college because I'm helping them write their term papers seriously, and it's not even a subject in medicine that I'm, I'm learning a lot, and I'm learning that they said they just hand the assignments out and they're not teaching anything, which is really bad. And I said, you know, you need to ask questions, but if you're remote, it's hard for them to ask questions. So I think this would be a great book for kids that want to learn about, you know, Hawaii, learn about different places in the United States. And I think it's time that they learn about other other things other than the horrible things that are going on in the world. Well, you know, I, I but first I, went to Hawaii in, in the 1980s, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with the Big Island. And I wanted to share mm-hmm. that, my, my, uh, my fascination with it with others. And I chose this mystery format because I thought they would be fun to read the books. Um, uh, but they have a lot of Hawaiian history in them and a lot of, uh, of uh, Hawaiian geology, and uh, um, uh, they're, uh, they're interesting from that perspective as well. And I've heard people tell me who've been to Hawaii and been to some of the places that uh, the, the books feel like you're there. That's exactly it, and the way you describe it, it is. But I want to thank you so much. I've got to thank Michelle. I will send her the link to the show so that you can post it wherever you want. Um, if anybody wants to friend me, I'm on Facebook. I'm all over the place. It's hard to believe sometimes. But, Robin, thank you so much. This has been so informative and so interesting. Everyone, there's a beautiful world out there. And when I tell everybody at the end of my show, do an act of kindness for somebody or say something nice to someone because there's not enough niceness in the world. Thank you so much, Robert. Everybody have a great day. Stay safe. And bye. Thank you.